This TFMR podcast is brought to you by your friends at JM Bullion. Visit jmbullion.com for all your gold and silver bullion needs. Well, greetings out there to everybody at TFMR. Hey, guess what? It's time for another special podcast. You know those podcasts where we bring in a CEO of a mining or exploration company, let you get to know them a little bit, and uh, kick the tires in the company, see if it's something that uh, might be of interest. Now, this is a fun one because this is a company I've often heard about, and I know many of you are already shareholders. I know Eric Sprott's a big proponent. But I've never owned any, so uh, I want to find out more. With me is Sean Kunkun, who is the president and CEO of Dolly Varden. And uh, Dolly Varden Silver, like I said, a um, very interesting story. So I wanted to learn more about it. Sean, thanks for uh, spending a few minutes with me. Well, Craig, grateful to be on. And uh, as I said to you earlier, I, I am a big fan of yours and uh, an avid listener. So it's, uh, it's, it's a pleasure to finally uh, have a conversation with you. Oh, stop. Come on now. <laughs> I'm just this dope out here in the middle of nowhere. And you run an actual company. I'm a fan of yours. Uh, but I that's kind of you to say. I very much appreciate it. And, and, and Sean, before we get started, I, I've always wondered this. What's with the name? Is it because of the fish? Where, that's what, that's a great go- question. I, I, actually, I first th- thought you were referring to my last name, but you're referring to the name of the company. Don't yeah. Um, so Dolly Varden uh, was a character in a Dickens novel, Barnaby Rudge. And okay. Dolly was um, this woman who was an elaborate dresser. She, you know, set uh, fashion trends. She had these elaborate, bright colored dresses and gowns. And so when the fish was discovered, um, you know, this rainbow, um, you know, colored fish, they named it after the, the Dickens character. Ah, and then there's a series of mines in uh, in the U.S. Uh, I can think of one in Nevada, uh, one in you know our project as well that uh, took the name from the fish from the Dickens character. Spoken like a man with a solid classical liberal arts education, Sean. <laughs> not not a lot of those people are left around anymore. Well, that's fat. Okay, so there you go. I you know because I was like Dolly Parton. What's going? When I first heard about it, I don't know three four years ago. And then, no, it's Dolly Varden, Eric would say. And I, okay. And then I started sniffing around and I saw the, okay, thank you. I, I'm i glad we cleared that up. Um, that that makes a lot of sense. All right. So now um, let's talk about, before we get to your company, um, let's find out. I want to know a little bit more about you and your background. Because, I, I mean, you're one of us, brother. You are, you understand the precious metals. You understand sound money. You understand the value of sound money. You understand the undervaluation of silver. So let's talk about that. Tell us about your background. Yeah, well, you know, that's a really good question. And, you know, my parents came over from India um, when they were in their 20s. I was born and raised in, in Canada. But, you know, having two parents that grew up with gold as money and in growing up in that culture, but but being educated in Canada – and not being taught that through the educational system for the first 20 years of my life, I thought my parents were nuts. You know, they were hoarding this, this yellow metal that I just saw as jewelry. Um, but as I got 
introduced into the junior mining business and and uh, and the and the resource uh, business at large and started attending conferences all over the world and would listen to people like Rick Rule um, talk about sound money. Um, I you know and because I was brought up with it, um, you know I started really taking an interest to stacking metal myself. So for the last 20 years, and the reason I'm a big fan of yours, Craig, is, you know, you talk about this. This is a business that, you know, because of the volatility, because of the ups and downs, uh, because the fundamentals um, don't always match the price, um, you know, it, it it can wear on you. So I love, you know, I love working out and listening to you talk to Eric and and just reinforce everything I know to be true. So I hold, um, you know, you know, on, I hold a material amount of physical gold and silver. And uh, yeah, I'm a I'm, I'm a traveler just like you are. You are. And I, it's, it's it's fantastic. And that obviously uh, lends insight to why you run a silver company and how you run a silver company. I would imagine you are pretty positive about the fundamentals of the silver market and the industry itself. Well, that, yeah. So it's interesting because a lot of my peers, um, you know, went to school, became accountants, went to work for an auditing firm, audited a mining company, and then were offered a job. And so you've got a lot of accountants that run mining companies and exploration companies. And then you also have a lot of raw counts, right? Yep. That, yep. You know, um, for me, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit different where my introduction to this business was via a gold mining company that I helped build. So we took this company from zero and we went up to a $1.4 billion valuation. And we needed a lot of things to go right to build that business. You know, I remember the stock going from seven cents to five dollars. Uh, we needed a lot of things to go right. The gold price went up. We made discoveries. We executed. But what I was taken by, Craig, was I made more money on a passive silver investment in six months than I did helping to build that gold mining company, which took over six and a half years. And so why I joined Dolly Varden was I know that during this next precious metals bull market, I know like you do, like Eric does, silver is set to outperform gold. And so I was very um, deliberate in seeking out a silver focused opportunity. And you have found it uh, with Dolly Varden. And again, it's not like you're just, you know, uh, taking out the trash every night. You are president and CEO, and you are doing a fantastic job. And we'll talk about how the stock has performed here in a minute. But let's talk about you know the, the nuts and bolts, what you've got there. You're in uh, the Golden Triangle in British Columbia, down the southern tip. You're kind of next to Hecla. Um, I noticed that Hecla bought about ten percent of a placement you did last month or back in December. Um, Tell us a little bit about what you own there, what you think you have there, because obviously the metal is what's most important. And we always talk about, you know, why do you rob a bank? Well, that's where the money is. Well, why do you go out? When do you, where do you go looking for metal? Where the metal is? And that, that's certainly where you're located. Well, it's it's interesting. Like if you take just a, just a step back for a moment and you look at the area at large, it's home to some of the biggest silver and gold mines and, and what you got to appreciate is for the last hundred years, so this is well before the roads came in and the deep water seaport and the clean hydroelectric power, go back a hundred years, 
this was an area that was covered by ice. It was very um, unaccessible. But if you study the history, you had a company like Barrick that was producing at a time when the gold price was around 200. It was in the 200s. Mm -hmm. And they had, they, had mm -hmm. to fly, they had to fly the gold out. It was so oh it was so rich they could afford to do it at like two hundred and fifty dollar gold with no roads no no power nothing right so this is an area that the highest concentration of metal is in the twenty kilometers that encompasses KSM and Bruce Jack and so I'm in I'm in like a really good area in terms of the big deposits. And how Dolly fits into that is Dolly set just to the south of an area they refer to as the Golden Triangle. Um, so we're at the southern tip. And our project was in production. Actually, this is interesting history, Craig. Uh, Herbert Hoover, your 15th president, um, took this mine into production, um, you know, back in uh, – you know, back over a hundred years ago, but there was some there was some real modern production in the 1950s at, at one of the mines on the property, the Torbert mine. And what I inherited was I inherited um, in all categories about 44 million ounces of high grade silver in the ground. What I've done for shareholders is I've tripled the mineral inventory. So in all categories on a silver equivalent basis. We've got about 140 million ounces of silver in the ground in all categories. And so that's why I think our share price and the company's done well. We're increasing that mineral inventory. Uh -huh. and, we, and we've recently had some, some big discovery success as well. That is not even incorporated in those numbers. There's gold too, right? Half of this project is gold. But what I like about that, Craig, is a lot of silver mining stocks represent themselves as silver companies but they're two-thirds base metal yeah and right right i don't know i don't know what zinc's going to do in terms of price i don't i don't study the lead market what i do really believe in my heart of hearts is that the gold and silver price are going to do very very well and that's all the metal that we talk about at dolly varden it's all it's it's you know it's 100 percent silver and gold let's talk about those results then my friend again you you go where the metal is uh, I think I looked on your homepage. We'll put the the uh, link to the Dolly Varden homepage, uh, obviously on this uh, podcast page, and also a few other links, you know, corporate presentation, the like. But I want everybody to go there and click around as you're doing your due diligence on this. And as I was doing that, your most recent results came out at the end of November. Um, looked pretty solid to me. What can you tell us? So I, I want to go back to the question you asked me about Hecla. And oh, okay. One thing I, I'd like to say before I shine a light on the results is in 2022, Dolly Varden raised about $40 million, which is a pretty significant amount yeah. of capital for a junior mining company. And, um, you know, Eric participated in a financing in 2022. Um, but the bulk of the money we raised, like 10 of the 40 million, a significant portion came from Hecla. And so, you know, Hackless been one of the better performing silver companies in the last couple of years. And I think the reason for that is, first of all, they've got a great CEO and Phil Baker, but Phil has got the company. They produce half of all U.S. domestic silver. And with their recent acquisition in the Yukon, they're going to be producing half of Canadian silver. So, you know, I think the reason Hackless done so well is 
you know, we've seen a, a, a left, a political left wave sweep Latin America. And so where you normally get high grade uh, pure silver mines, you know, in the Perus, in the Bolivias, you know, in the Argentinas, you know, um, investors have have really shied away and are more focused on places like Nevada and like BC, Canada. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, to answer your question about results, you know, in a simple, to simply put it, you know, we've got these resources at these seven different deposits along about a 10 mile trend. We've stepped away from these deposits and we're finding more like, and, and these are really big, significant step outs. And in terms of grades, like it's a beautiful deposit because it's high grade. You know, it's not uncommon for us to drill grades at Dolly Varden that are, you know, kilo grades. But on average, we're looking at, based on our resource, about 300 grams per ton on average. If we factor in the gold, it boosts us up to like 400 grams per ton silver equivalent. Um, but there's a lot of gold in the system. There's a lot of silver in the system. But I've got a, a discovery team. That And they're not just smart scientists, you know, geologists, engineers, but they've sold a lot of companies uh, in their time. So they've, they've got the ability to grow companies through drilling and have them acquired by some of the biggest precious metal companies in the space. But they also, you know, they have the business acumen to know, um, you know, first of all, can you mine here? Is there the... Uh, you know, social, is there, is there certainty amongst the community? That's the number one thing. Number two, can you remove the metal from the rock? And then number three, how do you find more of it? I think we've done a really good job of letting and balancing, you know, science with strong business. Yep. 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 And you've touched all three bases, right? You've got, um, you're in the right location. You were the, where the metal has always been before you. That's a good jurisdiction in terms of rule of law. And you've got the team that can do it and has done it before. And I, clearly that's reflected in, in your stock price as well. Um, the symbol up in Canada, just DV, that's easy enough for Dolly Varden. I want to come down to the U.S., it's Doll, D-O-L-L-F. They always put that F on there for foreign uh, here down here in the States. That your company, Sean, as you mentioned, um, you've, done some dilutive action in the last year, raised a lot of cash, very well bid, I should point out. At the same time, you're, you've got this stock has gone from about 30 cents back in September to now it's up near 70. It's just not far off its its highs from all the way back in August of 2020. I mean, I've, I've got some companies I still own in my little portfolio that are still down you know, 70, 80% from their peaks uh two years ago and here you're back you know within i don't know 10 percent, 15 percent. so you're doing some things right tell us a little bit about the financial situation of the company and and uh where you want to go from here so i attribute that success i think the number one reason we've done well is because we have a handful of shareholders so you've got eric sprott you've got hecla the company's 50% held by institutions. And then there's another publicly traded mining mining company that owns about 20%. Um, so you've got really like 90% of the stock in just a handful of names. And really like between Eric Sprott and Hecla, we've got alignment in that these are, you've got an individual and you've got a corporate 
that I think appreciate how rare silver is. Uh-huh. And they've given us a chance to build a business and they've supported us. They've supported us with more capital. So I think that alignment has enabled the, the company to trade really well. And I don't have people that are coming in and out. Like these are people that have that long-term focus. They, they get what we have. They see how special it is. And um, in terms of financial position, We've got about $28 million in the bank, and that's a big number for yeah. a junior mining company. And, and it takes all the uncertainty away of financing risk, and it enables me to go into the field this year, spend about $20 million drilling, and, and, and continue to put out – like we had – 2022 was in – in the last 100 years, it was the best year this – project this this area down here in in the Kinskutch Kitsalt Valley it's the best year it's ever seen and the results we've put out are are unbelievable um and uh and so you we're going to continue in that the, the, the plan is if you've got something that's working you know you, you know, it's not broken. Keep going. Right. right. So we we're going to do much of the same. We're going to drill around um, and step out from known resources. We're going to look for new discoveries and um, just continue to support the team with all the modern tech technology to uh, to unlock the uh, discovery potential here. So, no, we're in a, we're in a great position. And um, and, the, and the other thing I should mention, Craig, I've got 50 five zero drill holes that were uh, set to report from the 2022 program. So we've got some catalysts coming. Yeah. And um, and so, you know, the results we've put out to date have been, you know, spectacular and uh, have really shown, um, you know, size, potential improvements and expansion. And I'm really eager to get out this, this next round of drilling and then, and then get back into the field and start drilling again. And, and I'm just thinking for, uh, about it, Sean, just from a, you know, little old me standpoint, you know, I've had a couple of uh, gold explorers that I'm excited about that have had the, you know, kind of rug pulled out from under me in the last 90 days because they need cash, you know, and that's fine. I mean, it's a very cash intensive business when you're out there drilling and we want to, I want them to keep going, but nonetheless, you know, all of a sudden you see the stock fall 20%. And to think that, you talk about the tightly held component of your shares and the institutions that are involved and the investors that are involved. And your, your, your stock went from 30 cents to 70 cents in the last 90 days or 120 days at the same time as you did. What was that size of that placement that you did in November? 20 million Canadian, something like that. Yeah. We closed $22 million. Yeah. Um, So, I mean, that's, that's fantastic. I mean, that, that's pretty rare in itself. We also had, we attracted a, a big new institutional investor. And I think that now that Dolly's grown in size in terms of market cap, liquidity, number of ounces in the ground, you know, we just welcomed a new investor who took a 7.5% stake. They are a large uh, U.S. institutional investor. And I think we're going to be in a position to maybe attract some of their peers now that, uh, you know, the other thing that sent our shares, uh, you know, moving in the right direction uh, before year end was a rebalancing in the SILJ. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, that, that $700 million silver ETF doubled their stake in Dolly. And, um, and, and, you know, with some of the recent M&A activity, I'm particularly thinking of Yamana being acquired and, and some of the, you know, at the, at the next rebalancing that it takes place at the end of March, it'll be interesting to see how, you know, which silver names in the ETF, um, you know, are further benefit from more rebalancing. Absolutely. And I, it's hard to see where you don't. It, I, you know, I, I, <clears throat> I look forward here, Sean, obviously, you know, as a silver bug, if you're, I'm going to lump you in with me, um, you're optimistic about silver and, and the fundamental rationale for why prices are going to be going up in the months and even years to come that you, you lay that on top of what you've got there between jurisdiction and what you're proving out and the team you've got. Um, this is very exciting and you've already got, you know, like you said, a lot of cash, um, to finance all this stuff. As we look forward this year, you mentioned, you know, some of these results, I, I, it's not as bad as it was in COVID, but I know a lot of those, those people that look at those things are still backlogged. Um, what should we look forward to as we go through this year? Uh, what's the business plan? Um, the business plan is to leverage our treasury into growing mineral inventory. You know, one thing I'm really proud of is when I took over this company, you know, we had um, 44 million ounces of silver in the ground. So the the leverage I was offering investors were, you know, as the price of silver went up, what we were seeing in Dolly Varden shares was, you know, we were, we were outperforming silver by about 3x. Now, silver would move 10%, we would move 30%. And that was being calculated on having 44 million ounces in the ground. Now we've got 140. If I can continue to leverage this treasury into new discoveries and increase that mineral inventory, not only does that put us in a position where, you know, you think about these big miners, you know, they're depleting mineral inventory every day they they get up. And I used to work for one of these guys, right? Where they're, uh-huh. and, and so at some point, um, there is going to be a large company that comes knocking on our door you know, seeing if we're open to uh, to a sale, and uh, it's just the nature of this business. And so, for me, I need to find and put my hand on as much silver in the ground before that knock happens. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And again, if everything progresses the way uh, we both expect, and probably everybody listening to us expects, uh, that knock is coming sooner or later. That's for sure. <laughs> Um, uh, my friend, this is, it's been fascinating, uh, to speak with you and I'm really uh, happy to have made your acquaintance and I, I'm, I look forward to becoming a shareholder. Um, but again, as I always tell everybody here, I mean, just because I'm excited doesn't mean you should be excited. Um, you've got to do all your own due diligence. You've got to do your own research. You got to assess your risk tolerance and your time horizons and all that kind of stuff. But in terms of part of your exploration portfolio, uh, you check out DV is this symbol in Canada, D O L L F here in the States. Uh, Sean, all I'll ask is that uh, you don't be a stranger and uh, you keep us posted as we go through this year. And Craig, keep up the amazing work you're doing, bringing so much awareness to this. And, you know, all I can think about is I was at a conference, uh, I was at this uh, silver conference uh, around September and there was like 300 people there. And I remember thinking to myself, you know, if this was a crypto conference, there'd be 30,000 people yeah. there. And uh, it's, we're going to have a moment coming up in the next while where 
3,000 people, then 30,000, and then maybe 300,000. And, you know, it's such early days. And you know how Eric always talks about, you know, being the first to a party, right? You know, I feel like it's just you and I in the room right now. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And Eric too. And we're all sitting around. There's a big roaring party outside. (laughs) You know, and it it reminds me too, Sean, of that old uh, Grant Williams presentation about nobody cares, you know, that you've got this, you know, a trillion dollar market cap companies, that, you know, yeah, sure. Okay. They have a tangible product and they make something, but you could buy the whole GDX for like a billion dollars. You know, Um, we are so overlooked that man, when the spotlight really hits us and uh, doesn't then eventually, you know, shine away in 90 days, things are really going to get interesting. Absolutely. Well, my friend, keep us posted all the best. Uh, uh, Keep on rolling up there. Anytime you've got anything uh, interesting you want to share with me, just reach out, send me an email or whatever, and I'll pass it along to the group. But let's make sure we visit again soon. um, And you can uh, personally keep us all updated. I really like to do that. And again, grateful for this opportunity. It's been great fun. Uh, Sean, thank you. And thank you to everyone listening. Again, we'll try to keep feeding some of these uh, special CEO podcasts to you with companies for you to consider. Uh, But this is definitely an interesting one. Dolly Varden Silver. Uh, Check it out. Again, thanks uh, to Sean and thanks everybody for listening. Have a great weekend, everyone. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. 